0: Hello and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today is part two of our conversation with the very worshipful brother, Norman McAvoy.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos.
0: Thank you for coming to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast. I'm Matthew Apple, a mason down here in Washington, along with my colleague, very worshipful brother, Stephen Colbeth, here in in, uh, Grand Lodge of Washington. And we also have with us uh, two of our brothers to the north, who are our usual hosts, uh, Brother Connor Massey and Worshipful Brother Stephen Chung of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in the Yukon. And we have our special guest with us, very worshipful brother, Norman McAvoy also in, up in uh, British
2: Columbia. Welcome. Thank you very, very much. It's an, an honor to be invited. We're just, we're just glad to have a, such a erudite person as yourself. Uh,
0: you. Connor, you said you had a question that you'd like to ask. So Norman, uh,
3: at the end of our last segment, we were discussing your book um, and how it is a guide and a, a manual uh, as in, in respects to what it is to be a Mason. And uh, you were talking about the significance that you felt uh, on the second degree. And just before we ended, you left us with a really interesting picture of, of, of the guard at the bottom of the stairs. And I was wondering if you could expound upon that a little bit more, and if we could uh, explore what that means to you and go from there.
2: Well, it's near and dear to my heart as we had a little chat this morning. Uh, to me, the second degree in Freemasonry is th- that's the meat and of the entire joining of Freemasonry. I I think of the the candidate finds himself at the bottom of a the staircase. There's a garden in front of them, and there's a pond with water, and there's also a field of wheat. And we are told that in in the reductions that this is his. It, I don't know that the word of journey is actually, but he is ascending a staircase of three, five, and seven. Am I correct? Okay. So he is starting to climb those staircase. Now he is given tools. He's given the uh, he's given mathematical signs he's given philosophical signs he's given thoughts to ponder brotherly love relief and truth things of this nature as he moves through those steps and i think of that as when you, you master those those steps and going through life so you master this far you master that far, then you have the third and final step of mastering what Freemasonry is all about, what it's trying to teach, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. From a philosophical standpoint, you're, you're reading and you're absorbing. And then your attempt then is to reach that upper chamber. That's, that's heaven to me. That is where that is. So you achieve by climbing the steps. Okay. Am I, am I okay here? You know, I haven't left anybody following along. It's a winding staircase. So is life. And to me, if, if my objective is to be in a, this place called heaven, this is this is me. This is the messages that I am learning that I need to be able to understand what I'm doing as I go through life, brotherly love, relief and truth. These, these are all on the staircase as you go, as you go north or as you go to the top. So to me it is, that is telling me how, okay, to do what I need to do, okay? It even explains to me why. But when you get to the explanation, generally in a laundry room, of an explanation of the of the fellow craft tracing board, the individual who is doing the explanation doesn't know himself. And it's treated, in my mind, as almost, uh, well, you, we've got to do this. You know? It's going to take maybe, it's, it's not long, it's going to be maybe half an hour, okay? Instead of the depth of what you're learning. Okay, and to me, then the third degree is a demonstration of what happens to a man who lived up to the principles that he took, he died right rather than betray the trust that was placed in him. First degree tells you what Freemasonry is, who we are, where we're going, da, 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 da. but to me, the lesson. The, the way the way to live your life as a Freemason is all within the Second Degree, and I know people will argue with me about that. I know, oh, you know it's got nothing there. They're just not digging deep enough. They're not understanding, and the person who is teaching them doesn't understand it either. So it just goes on and on and on. They mispronounce the words. There's things that you notice. So to me, that is, and that is where the, the, and to me, where the book all came up, A Journey to the Spirit. Okay? That is what it's all about. We are taught in Freemasonry that if we live our lives in a certain way, that there's a better chance for us getting there than without. Okay, We learn to love our neighbors, ourselves, we live to be considerate. We live to learn to be, we, even the, the, the sciences are pointed out to us in that degree. But how many people could quote me? Don't
1: you. So Norm, Norm, do you have any idea? You mentioned early on in your Masonic career that you had the American work. Uh, do you, the U.S. or the Washington work, if you will, do you, you actually on the phone you mentioned you're a member of, of Port Orchard, Port Angeles Lodge. I am, a, I am an honorary life
2: member of Port Angeles Lodge.
1: So do you know Washington work and is it, is it significantly different than Canadian, well, than you, what you would ca- consider Canadian work? You,
2: I, I hope you're not going to laugh at me when I tell you this, but I, I call the American work uh, A-D-E, okay? Anything but English. And it was written by a man by the name of Webb. Yeah. It got then known as American work. And when it came north, okay, with with the miners, they didn't like the word American all part of this because we're now in Canada, so they started to call it ancient. So it is ancient work today. Right. And to me, it is... Uh, it is it is the, the the work is wonderful uh it's it mostly exactly the same as presented in what we'd call emulation work or canadian work or, or australian work exactly the same only it's got a way more bald bells and whistles and you got the, you got the the um, you get the 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 uh fellow craft that are sent out to find and they got them all dressed up in his tuxes and his bow ties. And away you go. I wanted to be one of those.
4: The message, we, do it, we do it upright at Prince Charles, that's for sure. The message is the same, is the delivery.
2: And the delivery to me, uh, my God, you know, uh, wow.
4: That, that's what, wow. And they want me to be one of those with my tux. The, the delivery, that's what makes the difference, right?
2: See, it's just, but when I, I am now a member of um, Heidelodge, which does the American work, and I enjoy it, but I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I'm looking at it not as a 20 or whatever it was. I think I was maybe 50 or 60 at that time, but I enjoy it. I enjoy, I, I and, and particularly the third degree, particularly the third degree when when the whole ceremony of finding the uh the burial i I think it's fabulous because it stays with you it's got color
3: now as 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 long time listeners of the podcast will know because i did take that rather lengthy hiatus um I am an officer of two lodges here in British Columbia, uh, being Henderson Lodge number 84, my mother lodge, which is an emulation or English working lodge, and Asher Lodge number three, which is an ancient or American or anything but English working. he have got the best of both worlds. Um, so I have been able to experience both. I've memorized both. I'm actually, uh, during COVID-19, I've been working on memorizing the three prove-ups in the ancient ritual, because I'm an I'm a masochist, apparently, um, but uh, I've I've really gotten to explore the the two different rituals, and I totally agree with what Norman is saying. How how it gets to the same point, it just kind of gets there differently.
2: I like listening to lecturers. Inevitably, if they don't know what they're saying, they'll mispronounce a word, and uh, so th- this is this is what. I, I probably, I think to myself, what bothers me? It doesn't annoy me. It just bothers me because not enough time is being spent by the coaches, by the sponsor, by, by whoever. And probably some of it is because they didn't learn it themselves. So you can't teach what you don't know. And I think this when I'm talking about. It's almost like a culture. I mean, oh, well, don't worry about it. We're putting on the fellow craft degree. And, you know, don't worry about it. You know, it's not a big deal. And it is the big deal.
4: Well, like you and I spoke the other day, and um, you, you can really tell the difference when someone has spent the time to learn and understand it. It affects their cadence and the delivery of what they're oh. presenting. And, wonderful, um, and it makes the, the the real difference in in delivery. When you when you get a person that you're fortunate enough to you know to
2: to listen to him and fall, and he's got a little bit of artistic or a little bit of drama that he's putting into it, my that's that's worth going two, two and two and three and four times because you're getting the message. It's about it. So, one of the one of the things I found I was te- I was doing some uh, presentations. I've been invited out, and I do with the journey to the spirit. And I ask the people in the in the lodge room, "Are you a spiritual person?" And I get some really peculiar looks. What do you mean? I said, "Well, what was the first question you were asked when you came
4: into the lodge room?" Yeah, <laughs> in whom do you put your
2: in all trust? cases of difficulty and distress? In whom do you place your trust? And what did you say?
4: Well, well, I, well, like the rest of us, in God, of course.
2: Well, so I said God, and I said, well, so you've just declared yourself to be a spiritual person. Well, I didn't think of it that way.
1: One of our one of our past masters had a little different story. He his he was fortunate that his dad was the master of the lodge when he was made a Mason. And of course his dad comes to him and says, You know, in whom do you put your trust? And he said, Well, in you, Dad. He goes, No, hire. He goes, Uh, uh, mom. <laughs> He goes, no, hire. <laughs> oh, oh God.
2: <laughs> oh, you could make a pantomime out of that. That's wonderful. <laughs> and you dad. Oh, no, oh,
3: hire oh. mom. Well, we know who's getting fed tonight. <laughs> uh, it's,
2: it's, it's uh, So this was this was a young fellow I was talking to, he was from the Philippines, and he was over in in uh, in Surrey. And I said, Well, why did you want to become a Mason? He said, really very important people in the Philippines are Masons, and I got to be a Mason. Okay? I remember a man I, I got to know, uh, I got to know, I'm not going to say really well, but he worked with one of the telephone companies, and he was a supervisor and so forth. Tough getting up there. So before we knew it, the lodge that he belonged to had four or five new candidates. Guess where from? Uh, you know, we're, we we um, I don't know, I'm talking now about the acceptance of a petition for membership. How do we know, if we don't ask, very pointedly, very directly, why do you want to be a Freemason? There was a car dealership, I know, the, the man has since sold but I remember being out and talking with him, what, very popular man in, in Victoria, and you couldn't really be on his premises unless you were a Freemason.
3: I mean, I, I obviously joined Freemasonry uh, well, for the uh, free gas, uh, no taxes, controlling the world. Uh, I didn't get any of them. I got you three, and of course, my, my friend Norm, but uh, I think that's a fair
1: fair trade, you know. You see, it's my my friend oh. always asked me. He said, "David, I just want to know who the next president's going to be." <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, you know, in here I drank because they told me I can control the weather.
2: You can control the weather. I hadn't heard. Yeah, and how were you going to
4: do that? I don't know, but they said the Masons had the power. Had the power.
3: If we could control the weather. It would be much nicer in Victoria today.
2: You know, well, I, was, I, I was excited. Know. Do you know if Donald Trump is a mason? By any chance?
4: I, I do not believe he is.
2: You
1: mentioned the second. Here's a here's a segue. You mentioned the second degree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, I love the second degree too, and as as you know, we're not giving away too many secrets here. But one of the one of the spots I thought. Uh, here we get to learn the wages, and we finally get to hear, you know, see the jewel, you know, the the and. Uh, they and you arrive know, at the top of
2: the staircase, right? And there's
1: no money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's uh, Freemasonry can be so beautiful. It is, and some of the degrees in in Royal Arch are also very, very lovely. Yeah, and very because to me, uh, you can't really complete. Your, your Masonic journey without all the tools, and you can't get the rest of the tools until you go into the Holy Royal Arch.
3: I think, many... I think you and I are the only two Royal Archmasons in
1: this group. Mm-hmm. Are you a Royal Archmason, Dave? I am. I've I'm, I'm not made my mark officially, but I'm, I've been through the degrees.
2: It's, you know, that the, um, the, the answers questions. In other words, at the very end of the of the third degree, you're told that the word was lost. Okay? Word was not lost. Think about it. The word was shared by three people. One died. The word was not lost. The problem was that two people needed a third person to share with. And they went out and found it. Uh, that's what the Holy Royal Arch is all about. Your journey's not complete.
3: So to segue into a different topic, I know that in the green room, uh, we were discussing the chronology of, uh, of Freemasonry. I think, Dave, you had a specific question about that?
1: Well, I, I, not necessarily a specific question so much as that we were chatting, Norm, when I phoned you the other day, and what actually prompted... <laughs> The, the quest to have you on the show, I was forwarded an email f- that was forwarded an email from another brother. And so just so you know that it's your newsletter and the, 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 uh, the propagation is effective. Uh, and so w- the email that was forwarded, though, had a comment about your post on the chronology, as Connor said, and I was fascinated with the chronology that you put together. In, in oh. 15 minutes or less, or 10 minutes or less, can you talk about <laughs> how, you, how you put that together?
2: Okay, well, I don't believe in luck. Okay, so those, those words sort of go away. And I was hunting through something, and I found a chronology. So I thought, oh, that's okay and and, uh, I think it was somebody in the United States that had done some work on it. Then I found a chronology that was done in Great Britain. So I had the old story, I had nothing better to do. So I started putting this together. I end up with 15 pages. So then uh, I, you know, bits and pieces. Then I started to share that a little bit. And uh, then I started getting prompted. Oh, no, no, that, that was the wrong day. And I would be getting this because I shared it in the educator. In fact, it's back in the educator. Okay. So I have been prompted now by a fellow out of Nova Scotia. He says I've got about four, maybe five mistakes. Okay. So now I got to go back and work at this. But it, uh, it takes you right back to literally to Adam and Eve and takes you to the Queen's coronation in England. And it is totally Great Britain, particularly England. Okay. So the reason being that to start to try to put something like that together for 52 states in the United States of America and try to talk about all of the things that happened when the British left, okay? and it's it would be enormous it would be enormous and so i just decided no um, i'm going to leave it for where the foundation of freemasonry is and work from there so it's about 15 pages um and uh yeah and if anybody sees that i've done something wrong or that we got something that they would like to add all they gotta do is let me know and i add it in have so I had it in the educator so you could go in and click on it if you wanted it. A few people did. And then I was talking to my guru, and he says, well, I said, what about this? Do you think I should put that in the body of the educator? And he said, sure, why not? So it is now literally on the front page of the educator. Click in, read it, print it. Do what you want with it, uh, but it's an idea. It goes all the way back to the Regis document. You know, way, 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 way back. And so it's the found, foundation.
1: That's great. I'm looking at it now. Is is have you thought about expanding on it and giving commentary on some of those dates?
2: I wasn't there. <laughs> oh. I, can't, I, I no. can't talk about something I don't know. I he's old, recall. but he's
3: not that old, David.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm a little slow. <laughs> you know, more, the, more, uh, more more, your research, what you found out uh, yeah. not necessarily no, your
2: personal experience. about a man like Charles <laughs> I first. and Robert Murray, which is a lovely, lovely situation. Robert Murray was a... Uh, <clears throat> Robert Murray was a Scotsman and a minister, Presbyterian church, and he bet on the wrong horse as to who was going to win between Mary, Queen of Scots, and Charles. So he got his ass, he lost, ended up in France, became a marvelous friend, of a man by the name of Vishnu, Cardinal of Vishnu. And he did all sorts of things. When Charles I was invited to come back after Cromwell's death, he jumped on his on, on those strings. Okay? But in the meantime, he had been building in the United, in the in in Europe what we would call the continental degrees. And if you looked at somebody like uh, Napoleon Bonavarte, what a party you would see, medals and everything, you know, clothes of ermine and so, became a big thing in Europe to belong to something like that, okay? Continental degrees, today you know them as the American work, okay? Continental degrees, so 30 30 or more of them, so we're talking about You're talking about the 32, 33 degrees. It's got to Yeah. So if you try to follow and put, if that happened there, why? How did it happen? So you'll see over here, the Roman Catholic Church is getting kicked out. And who's coming in? And who's there? Right? Why? The silly things. When you wanted to be a crusader, okay, and go down and with the Reverend Roman Catholic Church and possibly get killed in, in, on your way, okay, <laughs> you signed your property over to the Roman Catholic Church in the event of your death. So the Roman Catholic Church ended up being owning something like three quarters of all the property in England. Wow. Right, so you were wondering why they get pissed off when along comes, right, our friend William of Orange, and says, "No, you're not going to do that." Henry VIII steps in. He says, "No, you're not going to do that because." And they said, "Oh, because we won't give you a divorce. Go to hell." There's a reason for this. We don't want you. We want our land back. Go away. So when you're looking at the chronology, you can see the events falling together. What happened? Okay, well that was when that was when uh, Cromwell was there. You know, everything happened. Well, what happened? How did that happen up in Scotland? Well, because you know, when you start to put the pieces together, you start to get the history, and you start to see cause and effect. And you'll see that in the in the chronology. And I there's like, could, some wonderful books.
1: I think we could do a whole show. Maybe we could uh, talk Matt and let us using his unlimited, <laughs> unlimited uh, we did, zoom. We could we could have you just start at the beginning and and talk about oh, oh, oh. you know just and you know, we. It's a very of, good
2: place to start. You know, there's a good song that goes about that. <laughs> Uh. No, I get I usually, I I get quite emotional about it because I find the little things, so you find this little thing that fit into that little thing, and all of a sudden you're starting to see something clearer. You I mean why? You, for instance Moray, Murray, he was born in Aberdeen. But he became he became Moray. Because he spent some time in France, I guess. But, but he was a leader.
3: Norman, one of the things that I find most spectacular about you is someone needs only to spend maybe five minutes with you. With me? And then they realize how... how passionate you are about oh. family history. It just... It puts, it puts the four of us to shame. Oh, that's How
2: how passionate you are. I am am frequently told I just talk too damn much. But, uh, and that's the truth. uh, Because the Irish are known for the gift of the gab. But, you know, but it is, it's a wonderful, wonderful way of life. And we shortchange it. And, uh, I mean, and I wasn't kidding about the idea of ABE. um, Because... When the British troops and all the rest of their troops got kicked out of the United States of America, they wanted their own thing. What the hell do we want the English for? We don't need them anymore. (laughs) And all of a sudden, along comes Webb, and he's got the ritual that came around the horn. Shit, we got an answer. Think about it, guys. We have our own. So what should we call it? Well, you can call it Webb because that's after me, because I did it, right? But then they get out towards California, and somebody says, "Who the hell is Webb, and why are we buying this?" So why don't we call it American?
4: You know, I've I really enjoyed these uh, episodes, Norman, and, and I certainly hope we can get you to come back on and do another episode with us. Uh, I'm sure that. there's. I'm sure with the uh, widespread knowledge you've got in that brain of yours. We could probably do several episodes on several. I, I love topics. every minute of it, and I hope I wouldn't be boring you. Not but at absolutely all. Not. We're going not to bring
2: a Journey to the Spirit together, uh, particularly the second degree. And uh, if any of you gentlemen would like it, a copy now, as to where it sits now, you're more than welcome. Uh, I emailed, you, a,
4: it's still I emailed you at the beginning of this asking for that.
2: <laughs> well. On that note, so now, can, I, can I contribute to the cost of this? Uh,
0: so far, we're doing everything on the cheap. Uh, we talk about spending money once in a while, but we haven't. Uh, you no,
2: know, if there's any money involved here, uh, I'd like to participate. Oh well, thank you Norman, very much. you. You see, you see, uh, Norman.
3: The, this this podcast was was uh, founded by uh, Steve and I. Uh, I'm Scottish Irish and. Steve is
4: um, nice guy.
3: So so we, we don't
4: one. we don't spend. And I, I'm Chinese, Scottish, and Irish. Oh, we just don't. Oh. We what's uh, yeah. this?
3: What's this notion of spending money? I've
4: Never heard <laughs> yeah, of this concept. Yeah. yeah. However, we will. We are going to go out and try and raise some yeah. money and and uh, get a paid oh, yeah. subscription to Zoom. Well, so I tell, that we're not I tell people I arrived
2: in Canada with I think uh, fifteen dollars in my pocket and I had a job, and I went to the job, and uh, the other cute one was I was living in Kelowna, and a young fellow from uh, Dimalay, where I was helping, introduced me to his sister,
4: and two weeks later I asked her to marry me. (laughs) <laughs> and that's only six years. <laughs> well, another Dimalay Joby story, another, eh? Another G Dimalay. Well, she was never a Joby, but
3: I, think, right. I well, think this is a fantastic segue to uh, to bring this wonderful discussion to a close. Norman, uh, as as we've already said, I've I've known you for years, and it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you. I remember I remember visiting
2: his house when he wasn't. Uh, I think he might have been four months old.
3: I, I still had a beard and wore a bow tie. Every day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and his father was very, very proud, and he still is.
0: All right. Well, on that note, uh, thank this you, uh, very worshiped Brother Norman, for being on the show today and our previous episode. And as as was said earlier, we'd love to have you back sometime.
2: I'm a past Grant First Principal. <laughs>
0: so. And uh, for all those who, who missed, may have missed it the first go round, uh, the website is The Educator. That's two E's, one in The and one in educator.ca. educator.ca. And uh, we encourage you all uh, to go out really there and.
2: Anytime at DNYBOY at Shaw, Danny Boy. That's easy. All the other ones relate to the educator. But if you simply looked at one, one what the hell is that? Should there be a dot? Danny Boy, it's my license plate. DNYBOY at Shaw.ca. Gets me anytime.
0: And thank you very much again very worshipful sir. Nothing. And we look forward to hearing from you again.
2: My yes. thrill and an honor. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Have a good night.
2: My pleasure. God
4: bless.